Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach, and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower, and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Black Mind Garden where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. Today, I am super excited, super duper duper excited because I have um, not only an amazing young lady on with me, but she also happens to be my mentor in the real estate, uh, investing and marketing space, in the Airbnb space, Precious Price. Um, Airbnb Money is her company. And today, we're going to talk about the mindset of really building wealth, especially if you want to get into the real estate game. All right. Cause this is all about elevating people. So welcome, welcome, precious. It is so good to have you here. It's been a long time coming. Has it not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So, well, you know, I always like to start by giving my audience a view of who you are. First of all, Look, the audience knows I'm in my mid forties. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a forties mm-hmm. mom. Um, but you know, I, I said it to you when we first talked, tell, tell, tell the audience your age, please. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. I'm 25, 25 years old. <laughs> and I know a lot of the audience is listening is probably in like their thirties and forties, like this mm-hmm. sister right here. So I know I asked you to introduce yourself, but I got to tell a little story. So how Go I, questions, right. So I'm at my mom's house. I'm in Atlanta. Precious is here with me in Atlanta. I was up in my mom's place and they were, I was talking about, you know, this whole getting into real estate investment. She's like, yeah, there's this, there's this young lady and she's talking about getting this shed and she turned it into an Airbnb. And I was like, show me this video. So then she turns on the YouTube, my mom turns on the YouTube and up pops this beautiful young lady talking about uh, how her journey in creating this, this Airbnb out, uh, this, you know, like tiny home, Airbnb, tiny home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, this chick right here is bad. I must <laughs> reach out to her. And I stalked her down on Instagram and reached out yeah. to her and invited her to <laughs> invited her to be on a podcast. And then I was like, I wonder if she has a program. And so then I like clicked all of her links, scheduled a call with her, and here we are. So I yes. just, you know, like when I saw your face, I was like, yeah, she's 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 the bomb.com. So anyway. <laughs> Yes, no, I love it. And I'm so glad that you reached out. Like, honestly, that that video has brought so many amazing people into my life and honestly sparked a lot of um, 
motivation and shifts within mindset within people with I'm within our community as well. Yes. So yes. I'm really grateful that I did it because thinking back, it's so crazy. Uh, I was not going to document that process at all. And there was, a, I had a close friend, a close friend tell me, he's like, you are going to want to look back on this. Like, this is about to be a lot. You're going to want to look back on it. Just do it. Just pay for it. Just do it. And I'm so glad I did. Because when I tell you that is really what shifted and I guess like catapulted everything else um, in terms of this year, um, a little bit of what you all will find out in terms of my background and what I do as well. Um, so it, it's absolutely crazy. And I'm so grateful. So, so grateful. Yes. Divine, literally. Yes. <laughs> so excited for you. So talk to, talk to us about, you know, your journey a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So um, I am originally from the south side of Chicago. I'm not from Atlanta. Um, many people tell me that or they say that I, they could see me being a, a southern peach, but no, <laughs> no, not at all. I'm originally from the south side of Chicago. Um, so I went to Indiana University, studied marketing and technology management. I was in the business school and then I received my master's as well in information systems. Um, so from there, I then moved to Atlanta. Um, and back in college, I was already, I would say, doing a ton of branding. As mentioned, I had a marketing degree or I was pursuing a marketing degree. And I got an interest in personal branding really, really, really early on within my college like career. Um, I like first semester of my freshman year. And from that point on, I really started to take control of my own personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't even doing it in an effort to make money or anything like that. I was really just taking control of my own brand, looking to like get internships, get opportunities for myself. And within that journey, um, other people kind of saw how my brand was evolving, the opportunity that I was able to get. And the money kind of came about um, because I've always been someone who is like, I am very purposeful, I would say. Like, I am that very type A. I take notes on everything. I whiteboard all the time. I plan it out. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew that I wanted to do something, mm -hmm. but I didn't quite know what it was. Um, and this was at a time as well when I say, when I will say I was trying to like identify purpose and passion a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I specifically recall, um, and for those who I don't hope, maybe some students will pop on and they'll listen to this as well. But typically, right, um, you're calling and you're doing informational interviews, you're speaking with people who are like in positions that you would hope and aspire to be in. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, one of my main questions whenever I would have an informational interview with anyone in a career that I thought I wanted to be in, I would ask them, I'm like, do you feel like, you know, you're living out your passion? Do you feel like your passion is integrated into your, your daily activities and what you do? Um, and obviously most people um, were saying no, but I recall a response from one man who he, he pretty much like, I don't know if he took it offense to it, but his response was along the lines of, well, how could you expect your passion to be integrated into, you know, your work life? And that was the point for me that kind of shifted. And I was like, okay, I don't think I'm on the right path at all. If right. you're you're in the position that I'm saying I want to be in, and you're saying that there's no passion whatsoever within what you do mm -hmm. on a day to day basis. I want to be passionate about what I do. So, long story short, that really popped off. Um, I would say, or lit the true fire of that entrepreneurial spirit in me. Mm -hmm. Aside from just everything that my mother and my parents had instilled in me growing up. Um, so my mom has always been an entrepreneur for the most part. I've seen her kind of working for herself. Yeah. Um, my dad has had a job, but they've had businesses together. So it's always been, I've always had that independent mindset. 
but I would say it really blossomed um, from that conversation that I had when I was in college. Mm -hmm. So from that point came to Atlanta. Um, and at this point, I'm doing personal brand coaching. I'm doing professional brand coaching. Um, I've now turned this everyday passion that I have of things that I just do, the value that I bring, I've monetized it now. Yeah. Um, so I was speaking on those types of things. I was speaking at conferences. So I'm going to pause you because you just said some gold and I can't, I just mm -hmm. have to like highlight it. First of all, you said, so, so you, like here you are coming out of college, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just like, get this, right? Coming out of college, already thinking about purpose and intention and passion in the work that you do. And, mm -hmm. you know, you got to get like, most people don't think like that in, at, at your age, Mm -hmm. Most people don't start thinking like that until their thirties and sometimes mm -hmm. even their forties. Now I'm speaking of my generation, but one of the things mm -hmm. that I'm seeing, and I know that a lot of millennials will listen to this as well, is that mm -hmm. it's happening earlier and earlier. And Absolutely. like people like me who have, who are older and have younger children, we're instilling that younger and younger as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, just the first big, big nugget is informational interviewing and realizing that where you thought you wanted to be had no passion and pivoting immediately taking action and pivoting. I was listening to, um, this other podcast cause y'all love listening to podcasts, um, bigger podcasts. And he was talking about zero to zero, zero to a million in five, um, in five years. And they mm -hmm. talked about the traits. And one of the traits was being decisive. And I hear it in your speaking. You are decisive. You decided this is not the path and you took action. So anyway, love it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely. I love it. So, so I, I came to Atlanta. Um, at this point, I am now speaking. I'm doing public speaking. People are paying me to kind of talk about these topics again, because just me, me being, it, and it, it's crazy because um, many people don't know, and you might not even be able to tell now from how I speak, but I, I grew up with a really, really bad stutter um, up until I was, up until I became a freshman in college, like even as a freshman in college, I was still stuttering slightly. Um, and until I kind of took control of that in college and really Try, like I was so intentional about getting out of that just because of the fear of embarrassment, right? right, right, <laughs> um, right. Because of the fear of embarrassment, um, I was so intentional about getting out of that. Um, so when I was in college and I just started to talk about my experience being a first generation college student, being a first generation everything, right? I'm the oldest of five coming from Chicago, just talking about this entire experience. And then even furthermore, really, I would say just as you already stated, being decisive and kind of living in what I thought my purpose was at the time. And if it wasn't, I would pivot right. um, from that experience. A lot of there were student organizations on campus. There were organizations in like the college town in Indianapolis, um, because that's not too far from Bloomington, Indiana, where my university was located. Mm -hmm. um, they started to invite me to speak. Just like, hey, like, oh, my God, can you come speak to our students? Like, you're so motivating. Mm -hmm. And at that point, by the time I was a senior in college, I was kind of like dubbed this motivational speaker. Um, so I then created a website and all of that and started speaking and it was, it was crazy. Um, so that is pretty much how I came down to Atlanta. And again, like the speaking engagements really started to expand. They started to blow. Mm -hmm. um, so I started speaking on personal branding. I started speaking on being a woman in business, overcoming adversity, all of these great things. Mm -hmm. um, 
And at that point, that is when I would say, like, I really became official with my business. And I said, you know what, like, even though I'm stepping into this career, because I did move to Atlanta with a career already. Mm -hmm. um, so I came for my job. Uh, I worked in digital marketing consulting um, and just management consulting. Mm -hmm. So doing that, had that going on. Um, but I knew in, in my heart of hearts that I said, I'm not going to be here more than three, max four years, mm -hmm. um, because this is just not for me. Like it didn't, it felt right at the time again, right? Like living in your purpose at, at that point in your life. And I think that's a really good piece or another nugget is that yeah. sometimes you feel like, like we try to work toward this grand purpose mm -hmm. when you have to understand that each season of your life has a purpose. Girl. Um, let me, let me just highlight this one. This is a conversation that I often have with people, especially doctors. Cause you know, in my first transition, that's what I did. I coached doctors who were wanting to pivot out of the career. And one of the things that they would say is that, you know, I thought this was my ideal job or I thought this was my ideal career. And what I would say to them was exactly that thing. You know, at the time it was at the time that I went to medical school, all I wanted to do was be a doctor right? Mm -hmm. All I want to do is have yeah. my own practice. And then at some point we grow and we expand and our yeah. priorities change. Like when I became a mom, priorities shifted. I didn't want to yeah. be in an office. I wanted to work from home, right? Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to be doing shifted. And so we have to be giving ourselves permission as we grow and expand. If you are growing and expanding, and this is the thing that you got to look at this young lady here and look at the a level of, of intention with her personal development, with her growth and expansion, right. And with her mm -hmm. like stepping into the unknown. And it, it's just so um, wonderful and beautiful to hear this story coming from someone your age, because you can teach someone our age a lot. Mm -hmm about exactly. just going for it. And that's one thing I love about the younger generations is that they're going for it, you know, mm -hmm. like no holes bar. So give yourself permission to outgrow what you thought your life was supposed to look like, even if your exactly. life looks good. Cause that's exactly. another thing, the, you know, doctors, but well, I have, you know, I make this much money. I have this house. I have a great life. Why am I unsatisfied? Because there's something missing. You've outgrown that life. And yep. that's exactly what you did. You, it was, it was what it was for you at the time you outgrew it. And then you continue to grow and move forward. Continue. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so just really, again, just following that purpose. So at that point, like I said, I had very, I had been very intentional um, with my career. I said that, you know, I'm not going to be in this job for more than three to four years. I know that there is something more. I don't know what it is yet back then. I didn't know what it was yet, but again, I was just trying things out. So all throughout my career and um, even my full-time job, they were very much aware of this. And I would say my personal brand, I was someone that I integrated my full-time job and my personal brand very, very well to the point that I even started at my full-time job. They started rendering my services to speak at conferences, to speak in the office, to do workshops on personal branding. And that had nothing to do with my job. Mm -hmm. um, so it was absolutely amazing. Um, and even at that point, right, I felt like, okay, maybe I, maybe I could stay in this job, right? Like it's integrating pretty well. It's, it's yeah. doing right. Like, yeah. um, and li living in it at that moment. But then again, you outgrow it. It got to a point where even that point I said, you know what? I cannot do both, both of these anymore. And something triggered within me to where it, like I said before that there's going to be a point where I'm going to have to choose. I knew that. I didn't know when that point was going to come. Um, I was hoping that I could 
ride it out for as long as possible, you know, having a full-time job, working my business and all of that. Um, But it got to a point where I was like my, my mental, my emotions, my body forced me, literally forced me to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I do have to say that when, when it was time to make that decision, I chose me. Um, so just as of recently, um, I have officially quit my corporate job. I do not work for corporate anymore. I work full-time for myself. Um, so I do full-time 25, coaching. All 25. 25. <laughs> and by the way, you said something that was really key. You didn't know how it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but you knew it was going to happen. Like yeah. that's something we get so caught up in having to know the ending of the story. We have mm-hmm. to know all the components, the how. I don't even, you didn't even know initially what you were going to do. No. I was going to show up. But you no. still kept trying things out. You still kept mm-hmm. putting your foot in one foot in front of the other and trying new things. And this is what led you to be able to quit your corporate job, making some pretty good money. Absolutely, exactly. And and honestly, again, you have to understand, like I said, my background, I'm from the South side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I'm the oldest of five. My parents, like, I'm the first to go to college. I'm the first to graduate. I'm the first to get a master's. Like, all of these first. Um, so you have to understand that that corporate job was was coveted in my family. Um, it was really like it, it's it's stability. I was making a lot more money than like I was making just as much money as you know my father was making, and my father had been at his job my entire life. Right. So it was really like there was definitely a, a struggle or a battle of like making that decision to step out on faith. Um, but I'm so glad I did because, you know, you'd be surprised. Like I'm even, even at this point, now that I I've officially let that go and I've officially made that choice and chosen myself, I'm making three, four times what I was making at that job. And I thought that that was the blessing. Like everybody, me and my family thought that was the blessing. And it's really this. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But I do have to say that the main piece that you are speaking about is just really putting one foot in front of the other. Um, people around me in my circle, um, people who followed me, people in my community, they, they've seen me do a number of things. Um, back in college, I like back in high school, I used to do hair. Back in college, I was reselling shoes. I was doing this. I was reselling clothes. I was wholesaling all of this and that. <laughs> Um, and then the last couple of years, I was doing brand coaching, personal brand coaching and all of that. And I'm still kind of now it's kind of integrating into itself, but never, never would I have thought like being in real estate would, would be the thing that would take me away from the job. <laughs> never, never, never. Um, but it's really, like you said, just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other. And rather than me trying to, I guess, determine or like find, discover this grand purpose. I'm just following every purpose that my, every purpose, every purpose that each season has in my life. Um, So this is what I'm doing right now. Will I be doing it forever? I don't know, but I do know that I have faith in myself that in whatever I do, I'm going to succeed. That's right. I love it. I love it. And, and I, and I love that, you know, it's like never, never would I have thought like, you know, with me and the, and the NLP training and hypnosis training, Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that this is where I'd be when I went to medical school. Mm-hmm. I, I had it like, oh, I'm going to be an integrative medicine, a holistic medicine doctor for the rest of my life. And then when yeah. I transitioned to coaching medical professionals in their career transition, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I got mm-hmm. really clear when I made the third transition 
that I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, no. And the factor of us trying to figure it out is like, I realized how crazy it was. Like, that's a lot of years to try to say that you're going to be doing this one thing. My emotions, I like, I want to eat seafood today and I might want to eat something else tomorrow. No, we can't exactly, do it. Exactly. I love it. So, you know, one of the things that there's like a theme here is mm-hmm. the kind of mindset that you have to have in order to create the momentum that you've created in all of your businesses. And, mm-hmm. and I want to just ask for you, you know, if you could think about it, cause I think people like us who just like jump in and we just do the thing, we don't yeah. always think about the mindset. We just have the mindset, yeah. exactly. you, you know, it's like, it's just there. It's just the, the air <laughs> we breathe. But mm-hmm. if you could think of, you know, what is it that you say to yourself? What is it that you, over the years, as you've gone through and you're, and you're like, what would you say is the, the, the grit, the mindset that's helped you develop the grit to be able to do what you do? Cause I think that's so important for people to get. Mm-hmm. Cause people can the develop mindset. it. Yeah. And I, I absolutely think you can develop it, but speaking to your point, it's like when it's something that you just have, mm-hmm. like, for instance, when you said earlier, within our chat, you were saying like, you know, that it, it's not normal. Like people at my age that they aren't thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And it took me up until recently. I had, I just now realized it's like, okay, precious. I don't, you're not doing normal things. <laughs> like to me, this is like, to me, I'm like, I'm just doing like, I'm just living life. I'm just doing it. Right. And it's like, no, like this is complete everything, but normal, right. <laughs> <laughs> everything, but normal. So when I look at, um, I guess what that mindset was, or just what that mindset is that I have that really shifts and makes that change. It's really a matter of, I believe early on, I, I poured a lot of time into getting to know myself the best so that nobody else could say that they know me better than I know myself. Um, and I think the the major piece that that like speaks to or that provides is just that so many times when we're at a crossroads, right? Like we talked about decisions. So many times when we're at a crossroads, um, obviously, you know, we are going to seek counsel, right? Um, but many people don't have very good discernment when they're seeking counsel. So they're seeking counsel from anyone. Right. And the piece that I have especially started to realize recently is that the whenever I'm whenever I'm seeking like answers, whenever I'm seeking like some type of counsel on a decision that I want to make, I'm starting to realize that typically I already know the answer. Mm-hmm. I already it's already within me, right. and I'm just seeking validation from other people. That's right. That's really it. That's really it. So I would say that difference in the mindset is really the factor of I've started to realize that. I am like, yes, absolutely. Like speak to your mentor, speak to your family, whoever it is, but I am the ultimate like decision maker beside, you know, my higher power, my higher belief. I am the ultimate decision maker in terms of where am I going to go? Right. So rather than continuously talking to friends, talking to my mom, talking to people who is like, the conversation might make me feel good, but they don't know, they ain't doing what I'm doing. They don't know what I'm doing. But they're just like, they're going to they're gonna pull an answer out to make me feel better and comfort me. But for the most part, when I'm trying to seek those answers, when I'm trying to seek, okay, what decision should I make? Typically, 
I like the last person I speak to is my the first and the last person I speak to is myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that just through journaling, like through writing, through actually, you know, talking to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's been like a major difference because I find that so many people who come to me and they say that, like, how do you do it? How do you be? How, how are you so motivated? How do you do all of this? I find that those are also the same people who state that, you know, I don't like being alone or I've never been alone or what? Like, I don't, I don't journal like people who yeah. I would say there's some more development and work to be done in terms of the relationship that they have with themselves. Yes. And I think that's the major piece. Mm. That is the major piece. That is deep. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, it goes back to that personal development, however it looks, right? Mm -hmm. You can have your mentors. And I tell you, when I keep mentors and I'm always in program because I have to develop other people, like mm -hmm. that's the work that I do, mm -hmm. right? So I have to be at a mm -hmm. certain level to be able to develop other people to a certain level. And mm -hmm. the quintessential thing is always knowing yourself, trusting your intuition, mm -hmm. knowing your relationship with higher power, trusting that. No, just like, I love the journaling piece, you know, having mm -hmm. those internal conversations, being willing to be quiet and still it's yes. just so key. And it's such a valuable, um, thing that you have developed in yourself at such an early age. It's just, mm -hmm. it's really beautiful to see. And now no matter what mentor you get, no matter what mm -hmm. coach you get, no matter what program you join at the end of the day, you'll be gathering information because it's good to mm -hmm. gather information, right? Yes. And then you'll go inside yourself and say, now, what is the best use of this information for what I'm trying to do, for what I'm trying to accomplish and contribute in the world? And then you'll Absolutely. follow that path. And that is what makes people so successful is yeah. that they gather the information and get inspired and maybe take some advice. But at the end of the day, you come back into yourself and say, what is the best path intuitively? You know, I always say unconscious mind, show me yeah. the way, right? Unconscious mind, show me <laughs> Please. the way. Please. Right? <laughs> right? And so um, I think that's so great. You know, it's so funny because I'm, you know, looking at the time and I'm like, oh, we're coming to the end and we didn't even get to talk about your business. So you know what that means, right? You know what that means, right? What I mean? I got to oh. come back. <laughs> part two. We're gonna do part two. Let's do part two. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I do want you to tell the listeners because I do want to like very specifically get into a conversation about the real estate, especially about what we're doing in Airbnb money and yes. about the things like rental arbitrage. Because I I want to I want to be able to have that conversation too. And maybe maybe y'all. So I got to tell you, I'm in um, Precious's program. It's amazing. Uh, I've been in for a few weeks and I'm about to get my first rental contract so that I can start to set up my Airbnb. So like I'm getting results very, very quickly. And so I just, I, I, we, I want to talk more about that. So you, you, you better listen in on the next podcast that we have hey. together. Um, yeah. but I, <laughs> I'm, 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 but honestly, I'm glad we talked about this first, because honestly, I always tell people like, before we get to the money, people want to jump into the money conversation. Right. Before we get into the real real estate, we got to tackle the mental real estate first. The mental real girl, the mental real estate. That is the quote of the day. I'm gonna, that's that's the name of this podcast. Mental, mental, you gotta take care of your mental real estate. Girl, I love it. I love it. You know me and you're gonna be real good friends, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Well, um, so I want you to go ahead and tell the listeners where they can follow you, find you, find out more about your programs, mm-hmm. schedule a call with you. And we will put all of this in the show notes, y'all, but I want you to go mm-hmm. ahead and tell them now in case they're like on their phones, like ready to type. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find me everywhere, everywhere, everywhere at Precious C. Price. Um, so my website is preciouscprice.com. That is P-R-E-C-I-O-U-S. C-P-R-I-C-E.com on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter. It is also Precious C. Price, so you can find me there. And once you actually find that link, you'll you'll pretty much be able to find the Airbnb money links. I do a pretty good job of backlinking everything. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but if you do want to directly follow Airbnb money, it is just at Airbnb money on Instagram. And from there, you'll be able to navigate to my website as well, where you can set up a call. You can do a free training um, where you can pretty much get an introduction into just what short-term rental and what the short-term rental industry looks like and what you need to get started. So I do have a free training there um, and we have an ebook available. We have some training. So you'll find all of that when you click my, the link in my website. And go check her out on YouTube too, y'all. Oh, I always forget YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I found check you. Exactly. Check me out on YouTube. I do. Have, I always forget my community. Check me out on YouTube as well. It's also Precious Price. Um, you may be able to just search the brand table, but you can search Precious Price and all of those videos will pop up. Specifically, the Going Tiny docuseries, which is a three-part episode where I convert my shed to a tiny house to place in my backyard and put on Airbnb. Um, so you can find that there too. It's a pretty uh, good one. Yes. Good one. <laughs> it's really good, y'all. It's how I came, how I came to know Precious. It's really good. Yes. And, and what I love about it is you're so authentic. You were like, you know, at the end when you talked about, I'm not going to do spoiler alert, but when you talked about the lessons, you were really, really honest and authentic about everything, about what you learned, about the mistakes you made. And that's what I think drew me to you because you didn't mm-hmm. paint this as like a perfect picture. You paint it as this is a learning experience. And I mm-hmm. think that's the most valuable thing is for people to see both sides of it. We succeed, yeah. but people only see the success. They don't see the struggle. And exactly. that is the piece that you have to, you know, develop that grit and, and, you know, invest in that mental real estate. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Cause I promise, I promise you all every, every, every L that I've taken has led me to the success that I am at right now. Um, yes. So I can do nothing but be grateful. I love it. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I can't wait for the next one. This is part one of part two, y'all. So you better be looking out on the Black Mind Garden for the next time I talk with Precious Price. We will have all her links in the show notes, all of her information in the show notes, as well as summary of what we talked about. And Mm -hmm. Precious, you know, I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have come across you. Thank you. I'm grateful to have come across you as well. You know, I talk about the divine connection all the time. Absolutely. We're here. <laughs> right here, girl, right here. So thank you all for listening today. I always have to thank the listeners. Without the listeners, there is no podcast. If you think that this conversation has been valuable, please share it. Share it with three or five people because then you're creating a ripple. Leave a review, leave a little testimonial so that people who are listening behind you know that these conversations are transformational and can benefit them as well. So once again, check out Precious Price and we will see you on the next episode. Y'all stay safe out there. Have a blessed rest of the day and a blessed rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. 
Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.